0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coached, and I am joined by my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. And we are here to discuss this week's PGA event, the 3M Open at Twin Cities TPC. So, are you ready? Have you recovered from the, the open? And are you ready to move to the next one, Andrew?
1: I am, yeah. I feel like we've been on that trip with these guys from Sandwich, England, across yep. the pond. And and now we have to get right back up and, and uh, play 72 more. And a lot of fun watching that open. It uh, was. Got to watch wall-to-wall coverage. Terrific, terrific drama. Colin Morikawa, what a show he put on Amazing. on the weekend. Just incredible. He made every single putt on Sunday. So clutch. And uh, that was a little frustrating. I mean, I really enjoyed watching it because I love his game. But, you know, most of my lineups had Louis and Jordan Spieth. And so, you know, they cashed, but it could have been a lot a lot sweeter if they'd finished 1-2 instead of 2-3. Um, oh and it's kind of interesting to see how some of these guys are, are going to play this week, like Louis, who after that tough defeat, you would think maybe he would take a week off, but he's in the field. Um, sort of the the guy that finished highest,
0: uh, he's ready to tee it up again. Yeah, I I was shocked. I could not believe he was in the field, to be honest with you, especially, you know, being these from Europe, he's over there. You know, he's uh, I don't know if it's it's a push for the whole Ryder Cup scenario here. Everybody's trying to get points on whatever tour. You know, there's a lot of stuff that that happens because of that, you know, so it could be that, too.
1: You've got guys who are going after just the regular FedEx Cup points and standings because we know the season's winding down. And then, of course, yeah, we've got guys jockeying for position on the respective Ryder Cup teams, and we can talk about a couple of those guys here. But I I think those are two of the big influences we want to look at this week, guys who played well in the open and have a lot of confidence and then guys who are really pushing hard for their rankings for the Ryder cup teams. And, uh, I think that can give just a bit of an edge to some of these guys.
0: No question. And in my preparation, I focused on, you know, this is only the third year for this tournament and and on this course. So, you know, that makes a big difference too. So I, you know, that's a good thing. We can look at both sides of it because I've looked at really you know who's played here well the last 2 years because that certainly makes a big difference and it's it's a really interesting course you know there's a lot of trouble water sand it's right certainly no cup of tea and it's it plays pretty long at 7431 for only a par 71 and uh definitely trouble so it's going to take you know a bit of a uh, little bit more length maybe than even last week but you're still going to have some trouble uh not quite as much in some of the areas but i don't expect this course to play super easy for them either
1: yeah it is it is pretty long for par 71 no doubt about it and i agree you know the guys it's only 2 years of history but uh i'd much rather have a guy here who's at least played it played it well uh, so yeah. i'm glad you focused on that i took a look at that as well and that that's that's certainly going to be key
0: there's no doubt, and uh, this, by the way, th- you can tell by the name Twin Cities TPC. It's right there between Minneapolis, St. Paul, but it's actually in Blaine, Minnesota. So I was, I always look that stuff up when I'm digging into the weather to see if we're going to have any uh, effects there. But it looks like they're going to get four decent days. Uh, you know, maybe a tiny shower here or there, but it should be perfect playing conditions. Uh, throughout the entire week. So uh, that will be great. And the cut this week is top 68 and ties. So, uh, you know, we had a discussion about that last week because there were a few uh, differences in some of the events and how they run and if there's a secondary cut. But this one is the old regular deal. We just got to get our guys through that one cut that's made after Friday's round, uh, being that 68, uh, or better uh, group, and then we're good to go. So, as we always know, that's good. And we did well with that last week. You know, we had, I had uh, both of my lineups were five of six, which isn't, you know, hitting the home run, but it is certainly better. It gives you a, a fighting chance through the weekend uh, without question. And, and the thing that's tough is we talked about it right on this podcast and, and certainly uh, afterwards as well as we both loved Morikawa. It's just he hadn't shown the propensity to be consistent on the greens this season. So, what a place to find, you know, the hot putter bang just like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and
1: we talked about how in the Scottish Open, he tried three different putting grips during his round. He finished 70th or 71st. Yeah. And then he changed his seven, eight, nine iron before the open.
0: And so, that's the
1: tough, that's the challenging thing about. Uh, PGA DFS is you don't know every swing change that's made, every uh, club change, every grip change. Uh, let alone, guy just finds something on the range on Thursday morning. Uh, the other thing was the the weather flipped a little bit, and the morning wave ended up having a, a little bit better yeah uh, weather forecast. And and Morikawa was in the afternoon Thursday, and he's he's really the only guy in that wave who finished really high. It was mostly guys from the morning. So everything was stacked up against him. And, you know, he made the perfect adjustments at the right time. And he said himself, if he had not played that Scottish Open and gone through that struggle, he wouldn't have won at the Open. His first trip to the Open, just phenomenal.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, it was fun. Well, this week, we're going to figure out who's going to smoke this course and get it done. Yes, sir. Um, You know, we've got odds, too. And uh, I'll flip it a little bit. You know, we we generally do the odds towards the end and then talk about uh, our players. But I'm going to flip it because I think the the question this week, when you're building your lineups, is chalk or no chalk really is the question? Because in trying to build some lineups here, if I wanted to go up to the guys that you had mentioned, you know, they're playing for Ryder Cup points. Uh, they're you know trying to get up there on the FedEx Cup standings. You know. You go that route with like even two of these guys, then you're you're filling out some value plays big time. But and that's why I want to read the odds. There are some guys in the mid-odds range that their pricing is better where you can do you really can do a medium build here and and make it very uh very comfortable. So uh I'll start off here, just go over the first grouping and uh You know, if you want to share sort of your thoughts, because these one of these guys is is going to be on are going to be on most people's lineups. But D.J. Chalk at seven and a half to one. Uh, What do you think about him? We have been avoiding him like the plague. But, man, this is certainly not the type of field he's had to face recently and uh, dangerous. You know, he is dangerous and
1: he showed glimpses at the open. But then, you know, couldn't quite put it together over the weekend. And interesting history for him here to have played here once, but he withdrew after a bad first round, apparent right. back injury. Yeah. So, you know, he's seen the course, but didn't have success here. At those odds and at his price,
0: uh, in, in DFS, I'm I'm probably not going to go there. Yeah. No, I'm I'm initially fading as well. But again, that that always looms, and we talk about it all the time. He could just smash the, <laughs> the oh, yeah. field and go wire to wire, you know. That's the Easily. danger of fading him. But you know, it happens. Now, Tony Finow, I know it's that's one of your favorite dudes. He's second choice, 14 to one. Again, you know, my beef with him, I just I, do. I don't see him finishing ever. Right. And I, I need him to prove me wrong, but none of us do. I know. I mean, the thing is it. though. As far as feeling good about a guy making a cut, you can't feel a lot better than Finau here in this type of situation.
1: He always makes cuts, and he's a guy who I, I love with his course history here. Top five last year, I know. Twenty uh, third the year before, so yeah, he, he likes this event. He comes back, he does well, and you know he had a, a nice strong finish at the Open. He did, um, and, and he he's also twelfth in the Ryder Cup standings for the U.S., so he's on the bubble. Yeah, he's not one of the top six automatic qualifiers, so he has a lot to play for. Uh, A lot of things are lining up for me for Finau. Yeah, I don't have confidence that he's actually going to win,
0: but great, uh, great odds that I think he can be a top five guy again. Yeah, you know, and I hate to say it, but he checks all the boxes. I think more than anybody else on this entire slate for me, and for several of the reasons, including a strong third place finish last year and getting to be on the course now for a third time. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a tempting one. I don't think I'd bet him to win at those odds as far as if you're playing any side bets at our our partner, betus.com.pa, who is providing these stats. But, yeah, certainly a lot stronger of a DFS play for me than a side bet winner. Agreed. Louis Oosthuizen, the the mystery man here, sixteen to one, third choice, playing great golf. What lags gonna be there coming off that pressure pack? You know, uh, open for him. I just I don't know where, what to think here. Is he just playing great golf? Yeah, he's playing great golf, but I don't know. Can he can he be focused enough to dive right back in here? That's my concern. Mine too. And it's
1: funny, I I did hear an interview with him this week and he admitted that it's, he didn't say it's going to be a letdown, but in in so many words, that's really what he said, that it's a major challenge to get up for this event since it's not a major. And he just went through what he went through. He said, you know, he, he makes it a point like many players to gear everything towards the majors. He takes the week off, ahead of time so he can get there early play extra practice rounds at the event make sure everything's razor sharp and he's done a phenomenal job of peaking at the majors recently especially this year right and so it's 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 the prototypical uh psychological challenge here of now you go to a regular pga tour event and he was asked you know can you get up for this event can you take that same mentality? to a regular PGA tour event. And he said, I'd like to, but it's basically impossible. He said, the only guy who could really do that was Tiger Woods.
0: That's and, a good point.
1: You know, everybody tries to match that, but it's just tough. So that's what he, he knows that's what he's battling. And I do think that's a tough thing to overcome. Um, but the, on the, on the other hand, you know, he, he can't really feel any pressure at this event. He might just kind of be a robot and keep playing his, tremendous ball striking that he's been uh, showing and putting and yeah. be right there again on Sunday. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it, I don't know if we'll get anything in between. That's the tough part. I mean, he may be right in contention to win it or miss the cut. You know, that's again, you know, a lot of variants this week. It's not a, an easy slate, but the last, the fourth guy, because these four, I wanted to go over individually because they're definitely the four favorites. And then there's a big drop off after that. And that's uh, certainly a dangerous Patrick Reed at 18 to one.
1: He is dangerous. And he's got the mixture of great course history here. Uh, 23rd in in 19. He's pushing hard for the Ryder cup. He's eighth uh, on that list, but he just missed the cut. Yeah. So he's not at, he's not razor sharp. Um, so I, I, right now I lean towards Finau over him because of the recent form, but right. like you said, that's a perfect word for him. He, he's dangerous.
0: He is. And you know, you know, he's all about the Ryder cup. So if he's trying to get that automatic spot, uh, man, this is a great opportunity to jump a bunch of points. So we'll see. It's a, it's a tough call. All right. Let me give you this rest of this group because. This is where we could see uh, some real interesting uh, plays. And everybody in this group is 28 to 1 to 35 to 1. And there's seven, eight of them. So uh, I'll mention them. And then if you want to uh, pull out a few guys specifically, uh, then then feel free. So I won't go. Again, it's 28 to 35 to 1. So you have Matthew Wolf. Robert McIntyre, Cameron man, Emmanuel, I can't say it. know Grillo. Emiliano
1: Grillo.
0: <laughs> I'll just say Grillo.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Sergio Garcia, Hank. Lebiota. I Lebiota. I, I always yeah. have trouble with him too. I don't know why. Uh, Bubba Watson, Keegan Bradley, Bradley, and Maverick McNeely. So that's that whole group there. Yeah. Uh, and just does anybody dive out of you from that group that you may be able to get at a decent price their odds are pretty good and they you know they may be a strong play
1: yeah that's quite a group um i think there is a lot of uh it's almost like uh um you know moving day on saturday or something that that group i think it's um if you if you score right in that group you're in in a great spot and uh i think the two favorite names for me out of that group Emiliano Grio and Robert McIntyre based on their great performance at the open. Right. Um, you know, McIntyre up and coming younger player to do that. Well, on that big of a stage is tremendous for his confidence. Um, and then Grillo, same thing, you know, he's, he's been around a little bit more, um, but awesome finish for him. And then you look at what he
0: did here last year, he was tied with me yeah. in the top five. Yeah. They tied three, four. So yeah, I mean that's a big plus for him. <clears throat> for him, no question about it. Yeah, and yeah. he's coming in hot. So
1: yeah, I like getting a couple of those guys in that price range, so you feel really solid about uh, the middle of your lineup. And then Lebiota as well. I mean, he's can you get any hotter? Really, uh, for a
0: mid-tier guy, his last three events in the PGA Tour are tied for fifth, tied for fourth, tied for eighth. That's nuts. For sure. I mean, he made my team this last week, and and he was right there the whole time.
1: Yeah, that yeah. last event uh, he played that we we covered, you were on him, and yeah, uh, he he also has a tie for thirty fourth here, and he's a good yeah. price
0: on DraftKings. He's only seventy nine hundred, which is it's mispriced to me. Yeah. I mean, with those three performances to be in the seven thousand right. range, it's nuts. Absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, even though I can't say his name, Le- Lebiota, I yeah. can't say, it, but he's. He's one of the guys that stands out for me. I'm with you on McIntyre too. He's just playing golf, man. Yep. That guy's good. He's just flat out good. Um, and and I agree with you on Grillo. Those are the three guys out of this group. I never trust Wolf. I just can't ever trust him. But do you know he is the champion from two years ago here? That's right.
1: This is where he so, got his win.
0: Yeah. How do you uh how do you not count that into the mix? You know, because we know he can go low, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's got a win here, wow! I mean, he that becomes extremely tempting too. So, I do like this group. I could have two or three guys out of this group, believe it or not.
1: Agreed, and I think Wolf will have to. He'll have that cap on that we've been talking about. It says GPP right across the front of it.
0: You better believe it, GPP or make you cry on your cash lineups. One, <laughs> one or the other. That's yeah. for sure. Um, All right. Well, that I just wanted to go over those main guys. I mean, there's I mean, this is a week where, you know, because it's so wide open, they have so many guys in that 50 to 60 uh, to one range. Just it's weird because, yeah, it's it's a little bit lesser of a field. So with the opportunity for a lot of these guys to jump up and win it, you know, you don't see those 150 and 200 to one odds like we were getting on some good players, believe it or not, you know, in the open, you know, you've got, you know, the guys even under a hundred to one are the guys like Shank and, you know, uh, uh Poston, guys like that. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, this is not an easy event by any stretch uh, to handicap, but if you, you know, all you can do is go over those factors of the, the four or five different things that fit into, does this make sense? And just look for the guys like Finau that check most of those boxes. And I think, you know, that gives them the best shot at it. So interesting.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we've got um, a couple other veterans to mention here, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the Ryder Cup standings. And here's something that really surprised me, coach, with some of these guys, where they're ranked on the U.S. Ryder Cup standings. Uh, Bubba Watson's 31st Keegan Bradley 33rd and Ricky Fowler is 40th. Wow. So these are guys who have to be thinking I need to pick up a win or two here right. to get back on the radar of, of coach Stricker's, you know, perspective and um I kind of like the situation for Ricky and Bubba. Ricky, uh, you know, we know that he's making a comeback here. He he finished awesome at the Open. He had a Sunday 65. I know it. He's he's a reasonable price tag. Bubba didn't go to the Open, but uh, coming off a, a tie for sixth in Detroit.
0: And so he's got the extra week of rest. He didn't have to do all the travel. And I've heard rumblings he could be a captain's pick kind of guy because he does have a lot of experience. Yep, And his game really plays on the course they're going to. So, man, a, a top five finish here would go a long way to help him maybe get that captain spot. Absolutely, and Stricker is playing in this event, so he's going to be watching closely. And yeah, you
1: know, you know, that's going to make a strong impact on him to to be out there with Bubba competing and to see him get that top five if he does get it. Whether it's Bubba or or Ricky, all these guys are trying to make that impression, right? Um, and then um, I do want to mention just for fun, um, because folks probably weren't paying much attention to the Barbasol, but our old man James uh, James Hahn. One yeah. of our favorites. He shot a sixty in that event, tied for it's fifth. Nuts. And, um, you know, the, so there's a few guys from the Barbasol I think you can also look at who are coming in hot. He's he's cheap, seventy one hundred. Um, but uh, it, you know, I, I also want to mention Seamus Power, who won the event. Of course, we don't cover it, and our man Seamus gets the W. It's crazy. And, and James We've Han. Playing
0: him forever. Both of those guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was so mad when I saw that because I really wasn't paying attention to it during, right. you know, you just, you oh, watch yeah, 10 hours of the British Open every day. Exactly. But then yeah. when you look at it and you think, oh, my God, those guys, now they do it.
1: I know. If we Where played that event. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> crazy. But,
1: uh, but yeah, so an interesting, really, really interesting mix here with. Uh, these different uh, angles coming into this event with the Ryder Cup, guys who played the Open, guys who played over here at the Barbasol. Um, So, yeah, l- let's keep building towards uh, some final lineups here today. We're going to um, fill out the full coaches clipboard on DraftKings to get folks ready for that. And then, of course, we give out the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo for yeah. golf. Uh, the full, uh, full tournament here, Wednesday lineups and then Friday lineups for the weekend.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, we always talk about that. If you're a PGA person and you're checking out the podcast, Wednesday's the best day if you want to do the three-day pass because you get all of our golf lineups, uh, both for the full tournament and for the weekend. And with NBA just ending, and that was really an exciting game, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we're shifting gears a little bit. You know, a lot of golf still, tons of baseball. I mean, that's, I mean, it's amazing how many baseball games they play. It's, it's it's mind-boggling. So we got all that going. Then we have some Olympic basketball coming up. I mean, it's a great time to jump in. And, you know, before you know it, we're going to be hitting uh, the stride with football. So if you want to join us, it's dfscoachtalk.com, all kinds of different packages. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, I would assume you're a golf person. And certainly Wednesday is the great day uh, to get in, and we've been hot. We've, we've really done well on our weekend-only lineup specifically. Now we're, we're, we're trying for the full sweep of tournament and uh, weekend-only. So, uh, again, some great values. If you're going to be betting on some baseball or now you're shifting, there's it's amazing how much you can bet on the Olympics. I mean, I was shocked when I saw the betting board uh, at betus.com.pa. But we are offering still, if you sign up at BetUS – uh, and you deposit 149. Use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word. It's going on rolling across the bottom of your screen, uh, and you get a free two month membership uh, with Coach Talk if it's your first uh, deposit at BetUS. So certainly take advantage of that, and uh, we'd love to have. We've we've had a bunch of new members. We're having a blast. Uh, we're doing a, a weekly meeting, uh, really talking over really the strategies. I mean, this is a good time with baseball because you you get a lot of baseball. And for those that are basketball and football people, it's a a good time to regroup and look at, you know, contest selection, bankroll management. How am I going to approach this? Because you have to have a plan with DFS. We were just talking about that a little bit this morning in our discord is, you know, yeah, you can sign up places and get lineups or get you know, that service of, you know, we're providing some information. But we look at the whole package here at Coach Talk, and that's what we're most proud of. We're really trying to coach a process so that you can have sustainable winning in DFS uh, long term. And that's, that's the goal here. So join us. Uh, again, once you join, you get everything that we have. It's not that you're just signing up for golf and you get golf. You'll get All of the stuff coming up with baseball and and Olympic basketball and uh, NBA Summer League, you name it, it, and it's all going to be there for you. So we'd love to have you. The last thing I want to mention before you do some of your breakout of some of the statistics is just a double mention. We mentioned some of these guys already, but last year the top four finishers are all back, and that's Thompson, who we haven't mentioned yet. So I'd love to get your take on him. Long, who I've had some success with playing in these events when the field's not as tough, and then we've we've been talking about Finau and Grillo the whole time. So those, you know, that means a lot. And the year before, uh, the top three players, the aforementioned Matthew Wolf, the GPP man, uh, and then Hadwin and Clark, they were second and third in the inaugural event two years ago. So wanted to give a little you know, shout out to that small group, because again, you know, we're looking goal one, get six guys or five, depending on which site you're playing, get them through the cut. And, uh, you know, it's hard to think a guy's not going to make the cut with a a first or a T2, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so this one, you know, I'm a little more torn on these guys than I usually would be with that excellent course history. And it's just because of the recent form, I know you look, at, you look at Thompson, he did make the cut at the John Deere. We finished 41st, but he hasn't been playing that well. Long missed the cut at the open last week. Hadwin has missed three cuts in a row, and so has Wyndham Clark. Yeah, so that,
0: that doesn't have you jump out of your seat, but it,
1: there's court's the but.
0: history means something, right?
1: Right. So they get a, a major bump up compared to any other player who's missed three cuts in a row. Um, so yeah, you know, I agree with you. They're worth looking at, and they're all very reasonably priced. I know. So I wouldn't mind taking a shot on one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, just for the value factor there, you know? Exactly. So, so what do you have? Stat. What do you want to hit on stats-wise?
1: You know, I think, I think we've pretty much covered it here um, because, you know, there's such a short course history here in terms of only two events. Right. You know, just looking at the, the finishes that these guys have had and making sure they've played there at least once. Um, you know, the, the only other thing I'll mention here for, I'll give off one value play, which comes from that same, uh, metric. It's Fabian Gomez. He finished tied for 13th here in 2019. He's only 6,200. Wow. And he did have a nice finish, um, at the rocket mortgage in Detroit a couple weeks back. So you get a guy at 6,200 who's, you know, finished in the top 15 at a course like this. Right. Uh, I like, you know, he, he's going to be on the clipboard for sure as, as an option.
0: Let me ask you this too. Do you, th- who do you think is going to go the chalk here? Is it going to be uh DJ even at that big price? Or do you think somebody will dip down Finau, Reed? I mean, I know those guys will all have decent ownership, but who do you think the real chalk's going to be? Because I'll tell you, DJ has not been the chalk for quite some time. It's a great question. Um, I think it's going to be
1: pretty balanced with that group of four. Okay. Um, you know, just because, uh, you know, DJ, best overall player long term, but inconsistent recently. Louis, uh, the best this year. And, uh, but he's the sort of the least popular of that group of who you want to play right historically you know what ownership do people go to i mean obviously in a vacuum you just say like next year there's a there's an event with these four who's going to get the most ownership i think it's going to be dj right Um, but uh and, and then finau and reed a little bit cheaper uh and more more popular americans um so you know finau obviously gets the the edge for me but then reed's a little bit cheaper so I, I think it'll be pretty balanced. I think Reed probably would get the least ownership out of that group of four. Right. What do you think?
0: You know, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be, you know, pretty balanced with those, those top guys. Uh, I do think maybe because there's so much value in that middle group, you know, you can spend a thousand more, a thousand less, and feel it pretty much exactly the same with the guy that you're playing. So there is enough value that, I, you know, I think people feel safe with DJ. And if he hits, they think he's going to win it. So I think he gets a slight edge there. But, you know, for me, what I'm probably going to do instead of going with which I think will be the popular thing you watched, a lot of people have two of those four guys and then fill in with the rest because, again, there's a lot of value. But I, I'm probably just going to go with one, and it's le- I'm leaning towards Finau right now. And then instead of going all the way down for the last guy or two, I think that mid-build that I had mentioned earlier, that group of like 10, you can actually get like three of them and then not still have to finish uh, you know, with really low price guys. So it's going to be a one pay up for me and then somewhat of a medium build. So I'm going to go a little bit different this week.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot, especially on DraftKings. You can always get one more stud in on FanDuel with the softer pricing over there. But, yeah, yeah I'm with you on DraftKings.
0: And if Finau has a breakdown Sunday again for me, I am going to – You'll Don't see the thing with me hitting my head against the door, <laughs> that that bitmoji.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if we have him, as long as it's only a a collapse down to third place.
0: Yeah, that right. would be fine. Right. I, you know, but uh, – you never know with him. It's that's the tough part. So, but it should be a great one. I, I think uh, in the fact that, you know, there's going to be a lot of money to be made, you know, great cash lineup opportunities, you know, with the variance. I mean, it's no one's going to be, you're not going to see duped lineups very much in, in this group. That's for sure. So it uh, should be fun, but excellent. Uh, any, any other final words uh, on your side of the the ledger here?
1: That's it. Thanks a lot for jumping in,
0: in everybody and good luck with the lineups this week. Absolutely. And it's, I got Dirk and friends back, back from PA, uh, visiting some, some wonderful family up there. It's always great to go home. So back in Dallas and ready to, to hit I actually hit the course myself, Andrew. How about that? Yeah. Team with, against my, my buddy and I, from years ago against my brother of course your brother's always your your bitter enemy <laughs> talking smack the whole time it was a blast but now i've really got the you know how golf is it oh, you yeah. know, i had i had one birdie and that's all i can remember that's and i what, just that's want i'm ready to play right now
1: <laughs> that's it it's so fun to get out there and get it uh, is, get the, taste. It is. So
0: the, the golf juices are burning and uh So I'm going to take it right into this 3M open and try to make some noise there. So do it. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, We'll certainly be back every week. You know, PGA just goes and goes. There's no, no end. And we've got uh, some really exciting stuff coming up as these, everybody uh, tries to make the Ryder cup and as the FedEx, uh, you know, title uh, starts to wind down. So, Great bunch of weeks coming up. And how about if we started off with a gigantic winning one here uh, this week? So please join us uh, again. We'll be here uh, every Wednesday. We'll be posted. And if you join us here this afternoon after you listen to the podcast, you'll have plenty of time. We're posting uh, our full tournament lineups at 8 p.m. Eastern this evening. So uh, appreciate everybody uh, joining us. And uh, join us again for PGA Weekly DFS next week when we again look to crush it in PGA DFS.